0: Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Olfstead, sitting down with Keith Myers, and we're going to talk some Seahawks looking at the upcoming Rams at the Seahawks Thursday night football. Welcome in, Keith.
1: Yeah, Thursday night football. Um, God, I hate Thursday night games.
0: Oh, uh, brutal, <clears> brutal. I mean,
1: it's, it's fun to have a game, you know, Thursday night where you can um, – you know, turn on some football, have it on when, you know, things are, you're doing stuff around the house and whatnot. But having the Seahawks play on Thursday night is terrible. Um, There's no game planning to be had. I mean, not really. Really? Because there's no practices. So Yeah,
0: no practices. And you're just basically carrying over from the the previous game. And you're hoping that you don't have a lot of injuries.
1: Yeah, um, because there's no time to recover. Everyone goes into that game sore and banged up um you've had a couple of walkthroughs and that's the only you know practice time you've had um everything is is truncated like even your your
0: film room time even and that switching kind of stuff this so. to like a, a friday night game would be would be better now i know you're competing with all the high school games out there in the world or whatever um but it just makes so much more sense for the players to give them an extra day so yeah, yeah anyway um This is a big game now. So Seahawks come off of a win uh, at the 49ers. And um, so now we have two wins under our belt uh, sitting at two and two. The Rams come in at three and one. They fell to the Arizona Cardinals at home in a game that wasn't even really close in that the Rams scored late. Didn't really matter. Uh, Arizona was up by. I don't know, 30, 34 points, or had scored 34 points in three quarters against the Rams, essentially. And, um, yeah. So now the Rams come in um, to to Lumen Field. What's going to happen, Keith? Like, how big is this game? What does it mean? Do the Seahawks now have a better shot at this game than they did prior to the 49er game, considering what the Rams... Faced against Arizona and kind of failed.
1: I mean, I think the the Cardinals are going to give teams a a roadmap, right? This is how we attacked them, and it worked because when you look at what they did, um, I mean, Arizona went punt on their first drive, but then touchdown, 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 punt, field goal, field goal, touchdown, field goal. Like, you look, yeah. read that. Like, there's one punt other than than the other than the first drive, there's one punt in between there. It's all scoring drives um, until the end of the game. Like they were just able to move the ball and put up points over and over again. Uh, And that really put the pressure on, on the Rams offense. And they couldn't keep up. Part of it was, if you look at theirs, right? Two of their first four drives were turnovers. And that just puts you, you know, you put your defense in a bad spot. You give the other team a short field. Um, the Rams cap or the Cardinals capitalized on both of those and 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 got them into the end zone. And so you have, uh, you end up down a bunch early because of a couple of mistakes with the football. And then you're just making it easy on the other team. You have to throw to get yourself back in it. You take part of your offense off, out of it. It just mm-hmm. is a, it's a situation where it's like okay. Any team can win if if the opposing team gives you two turnovers, you know, deep in the end, in their own end zone, um, and so it's yeah. I mean, it, it it is a situation where the Rams screwed you know screwed it up. They made it easy on Arizona, and Arizona took advantage.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the Rams has has a couple of weaknesses. Um... They're they're linebackers, and then they're secondary. Now that when you look at their secondary on paper, you're thinking, well, that's a that's a pretty good strength. Yeah, it is. I mean, Jalen Ramsey back there is really mm-hmm. good, really good athlete. Leonard Floyd's there, Aaron Donald. Those are the core players that they've built this defense around. Everyone else is kind of a, you know, a bit part in this thing. And what I meant by the linebackers is, um, you know, they just don't play very physical, and they're out of position a lot and on the back end they're fairly small um and when i talk except for jalen ramsey well except for jalen ramsey but really there's nobody else back there and so when you're talking about matchups i was talking in our 49er show um earlier this week about colby parkinson and and a guy like colby parkinson might have a significant role in a game like this because you have DK Metcalf on one side, and anybody else that has any stature whatsoever is going to have a mismatch against the Rams defense. And Kobe mm-hmm. Parkinson would be a perfect example of that, yeah. as well as if Gerald Everett were to play or or Disney. um, those guys will have you know some mismatches and and could potentially take advantage of something like that. There, you or even move the even ball Freddie on Swain. the Rams, yeah,
1: even Freddie Swain. Um, and so, what you've got with the Rams is they they're really good at with at Jalen Ramsey. They can take away a receiver, well, a side of the field. Um, last year, they had Jalen Ramsey chase DK Metcalf all mm-hmm. over the field all game like, long.
0: DK Metcalf has got to have this game circled on his calendar all oh, yeah. offseason.
1: But so it it's one of those things where Metcalf might be frustrated and, and all of that, and, and the Seahawks need if that's gonna be what's what they do. Other people are open. I mean, Lockett could have a massive game. Freddie Swain mm-hmm. could have a massive game. Will Disley and Colby Parkinson could have big games, um, because outside of of Jalen Ramsey, they're not as good. But Ramsey is really, really,
0: he's really good. good. Well, one the of the other f- way to neutralize. Oh, go ahead, Keith.
1: I would say well, he's one of the only guys um, in the NFL right now that could neutralize a guy like DK
0: Metcalf. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a Week 5 offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code T-P-P-N. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code T-P-P-N this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One of the ways that you can help mitigate the, the the defense is to have a good running game going. And mm-hmm. with Carson and Collins now uh, established, I think that that um, you'll see Seattle trying to run the ball on this on this defense. The Cardinals were very successful. Kyler Murray had some runs, um, and then there uh, Connor um, ran the ball really well. And Chase Edmonds had twelve carries for 120 yards. Um, Connor big, had the big ball, big 54
1: yard run too.
0: Yeah, 18 carries, 50 yards, and two touchdowns. So they were very effective in short, short yard space. They were able to extend drives, convert third downs. Seattle's going to want to have that same game plan against the the Rams because you don't want to be given the ball too much to to Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. But, you know, up until this last game, Matthew Stafford was having one of the best statistical uh, years or seasons um, of any quarterback, and you know, in this particular offense with um, Sean McVay, he's going to get those opportunities to really extend drives and and just get more opportunities by converting third downs and so forth, and they're very good at that. So if, one of the things that you, you're going to need to do is try to figure out how you can get pressure on, on Stafford in this game. And so far, the Rams have done a stellar job on protecting him. I think they've only allowed three sacks, They really only gave up like four or five pressures against Arizona. Arizona was still able to get some pressures and, um, nonetheless, and kind of force some timing issues and cover receivers really pretty well. And Stafford has a tendency in those situations to either throw over the top of receivers or throw at the feet of receivers. And I think, you know, you want to, Seattle wants to be able to to kind of force him into those situations. Oh, absolutely. Um, if they can find a way to get pressure, and
1: they may have to bring extra extra guys
0: yes, to do yes. it,
1: but if they can get pressure, I mean, Stafford's not, um, he's not Trey Lance or Kyler Murray uh, as far as a runner. Like, he's not going to make you He'll pick up some uh, short yardage
0: first downs, but he's not going to be a breakaway threat. No, not
1: at all. And he, yeah, he just doesn't have that kind of speed. Um, and so you can come after him a little bit. You can you know, really kind of um put some pressure on him. You just gotta be able to cover behind it. And you have in, to
0: worry about Daryl Henderson too.
1: Yeah. The in the previous um in the first three weeks, I would have said the Seahawks can't bring pressure against this because Cooper Cup's gonna eat behind uh, you know, behind that blitz. Cause every you blitz and Cup's gonna just get those short um, completions for eight, you know, yards here, twelve yards there, ten yards here, um, and, and just eat up against Seattle. But what we saw this last week against um, San Francisco uh, with the changes they made, with Ryan Neal playing and with Sidney Jones playing, um,
0: and Marquis Blair is available. You no,
1: know, Marquis Blair, um, he you know got some snaps in there too. the The defense was significantly better without flowers and amadi um and yeah. with you know the changes that were made so maybe you can get away with bringing bringing some pressure and um well i was going to say
0: actually i had had written down in my notes um Jamal Murray or or you know uh Jamal Adams sorry there you go um Jamal Adams and pressure um mm-hmm. because we haven't really seen a lot of blitz packages with Jamal Adams yet this year um in favor of just playing Fairly straight ahead vanilla type defense. And this may be one of those games where you selectively bring Adams in to create some havoc because they've proven that they, that regular blitzing is not getting uh, defenses to Stafford. And we already know that pressure and, and disrupting timing and so forth already creates havoc for Stafford and he doesn't perform as well. So, Somehow or another, we need to overcome their protection, which is awesome, uh, with the need to 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 get those pressures and to get some of that disruption, because the key to this game is likely going to be turnovers. And if Seattle right. can generate a couple of turnovers on defense and give Russell Wilson the ball, give him an extra opportunity or two to have the ball and go down and score, that could be the difference in this game.
1: Well, and that was the difference in the 49er game, right? They uh the Seahawks didn't turn it over, and they were able to collect two turnovers from San Francisco. And what had happened? It led to a fairly easy, you know, cruise in the second half to a to a win. And that they have not been collecting turnovers until that came. Um, you know, Diggs had that that interception. That's the only interception that anyone in Seattle has had in four games. Like just that yeah. is. That's just not going to cut they've it. Been kinda... getting,
0: you know, they've been uh, getting some fumbles, and their physical play has been causing some some of the disruption with that. But the interceptions are huge. And mm-hmm. That would be great. Because, you know, on paper, originally, we were thinking maybe our, our defensive line and our, our pass rush was going to be somewhat formidable, like getting in close to, you know, 40 sacks in a season. And when you have 40 sacks, you're causing you know disruption and turnovers, and we just and haven't more, seen yeah. that. We just haven't been able to get quite there yet. Dunlap's been so close on a couple different times, and just hasn't been able to finish the deal. I did notice that um, Alton Robinson is getting even more snaps right now than Daryl Taylor, um, and he's
1: he's earned it. He has, yeah. and Daryl been,
0: Taylor's earned his time out there as well.
1: True, and the two of them together, um, both those guys are playing pretty well. I just think Alton Robinson might be the have be playing the best out of any defensive lineman, um like for the Seahawks at the moment. How can so, we
0: get him home? Like what steps can we take to create a situation where he's got a mismatch so that he can take advantage of it?
1: You know, there's all sorts of things that you can do. You can set him up and, and you can um stunt him inside so that he's up against a guard that can't keep up with him. You can um you know he is playing strong side linebacker at times so you can bring him off the edge where he's got the tight end on that side um or you know him against the tight end is a mismatch and if the tight end is expected to release um then he's going to have you know an initial bump and then a clean shot on the quarterback and so they can move him around and they can they can do some of that kind of stuff just to get him a little um a little cleaner shot at uh, the quarterback but they don't also they don't need to i mean he has been effective um just lining up at defensive end and going getting after it um I'd like to see them get back to getting more pressure up the middle um they're you know I mean Al woods played really well mm-hmm. in this last game um but this is a team that that needs uh a guy like Monet to come back and and um, or
0: kimdchy to really start getting some penetration
1: yeah you know something where they can they, they they need a little bit of help in the center and they just aren't getting what we were hoping for, um, out of the, the interior of the line. Um,
0: Jaron Reed, hello. What happened? There no.
1: You <laughs> yeah. But see, Reed, we could Reed, use that guy. Well, kind of, I mean,
0: I Reed, mean seven Reed sacks in a season from the interior is something we could use. True. But what was his, what was his pass
1: rush percentage? You know, his ability to get pressure regularly, he was never that good. It was just when he got the opportunity, he managed to get, at the tackle. Um, but a lot of those were created by guys coming around the outside and pushing a quarterback up into him.
0: All right. Um, Let's talk overall strategy. So okay. before this last game with the Cardinals, the Rams rankings I've got posted below, 26, 27th in rushing, 6th in passing, 3rd in points overall. How do you slow down this team from scoring? The Seahawks seem to be more effective in a, in a red zone defense than they are just kind of giving up yards throughout. Uh, in between Mm -hmm. the 20s and then on the other side of the ball how do we make sure that we're still converting third downs to give russell wilson the opportunity to have the most um the most opportunities to to score in this game
1: well let's just start with the the rams offense i mean the rams offense is um it's better and it's it's more dynamic with stafford but also, you got Jefferson, who's really emerged as the third receiver um, to go with uh, Woods and Cup, mm-hmm. and then you got Henderson as the um, the tight end. Him and Higby, um, get, you know, giving uh, Stafford some outlets. There's there's just a lot of weapons for him, for Stafford to just spread the ball out and take what the defense gives him. And so the key there is just just you you can't just not give him anything because nobody's that good. There there's too there's too many weapons. And so, you got to get after him. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take away some of his options by just not letting him get that far in his progression. So you've got to get after him. You got to pressure him, and you gotta, you gotta cover. Yeah. And well, Cooper cover came better. into the,
0: into week four, leading the NFL in receptions at twenty five yards, three hundred and sixty seven in touchdowns, five mm-hmm. touchdowns. Um, Cooper Cup. We got to figure out who's going to defend Cooper Cup. Who's, who's it going to be? Who can who can stay on Cooper Cup in Does, our defense?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Can anyone cover Cooper Cup? I mean, it's going to end up, I think it's going to end up landing mostly on a guy like Sidney Jones or Ryan Neal.
0: Which is um, just crazy to me. But it is what it is. I mean, that's who we have. Yep. Which, so which I, makes it even more important to bring Jamal Adams on a blitz. Mm-hmm. As often as you can, I think, because you you you're gonna have to take some chances in this game. You know, we saw that the the the, the um, well, taking chances is just completely adverse to what Pete Carroll likes to do. But we showed what happened in the first three weeks when the Seahawks play vanilla and just kind of play everything in front of them and don't allow these big plays over the top. Teams just kind of say okay we'll do that
1: okay yeah we'll have an eight minute drive for a touchdown and, and Cooper and that.
0: those guys are just perfect at that i mean that's yeah. what this entire offense is designed to do um but now you add stafford to that where he does have a little bit of an arm he can get the ball downfield um, yeah because you got
1: woods and jefferson that can stretch and, the stretch right, the field and right. it just opens up even and more a good offensive space. line
0: and a good yeah. offensive line and well, now you have gonna... henderson i mean if they had acres this thing would kind of almost be unstoppable but but you know Daryl Henderson really does give them an opportunity too to stretch the defense horizontally and um so it's it it's a very well designed offense
1: mm-hmm. i
0: just think that we're going to need to outscore them you know i'm not anticipating doing what the cardinals were able to do but maybe maybe they do but it seems like this is going to be a high scoring affair it more does than it would be a low scoring affair
1: yeah, because Seattle's gonna, Seattle is gonna struggle to stop this offense. Um, you know, and it, it's just one of those things. It's gonna be uh, Seattle just doesn't match up well um, in terms of where Seattle's strengths are defensively. Um, you know, it. Daryl yeah, where... Henderson
0: ran the ball twelve times for eighty-nine yards against the the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have a very fairly decent defense this year, so that does worry me a little bit
1: yeah but a lot of the reason why he had and i have it as 14 uh, attempts for 89 yards um but it's still a 6.4 average but the re- part of that is that they um when when he was running a lot of those runs came when arizona was either bringing a blitz and so um you know once he got past the first wave he w- there was a lot of open field or they were in you know, dime defense, and so you're running against a pass mm-hmm. defense, mm-hmm. Um, and you just don't have enough people to fill the lands. So um, I think that his running stats in that game are inflated because of the fact that Arizona was up big because of the early um, turnovers that the Rams made. On the other side of the ball, though, I mean – the The Rams come in. they this is a team that's built around three players, right? You've got um, obviously Aaron Donald up front who's unblockable and just eats teams for lunch because he's mm-hmm. the best defensive player in the NFL. Um, Jalen Ramsey on the back end as a cornerback, who's probably a top five player defensive player in the NFL. Um, and then Floyd coming off the edge and uh, as a pass rusher and, you know, from the linebacker spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, it, really. those three guys are, the, everything's built around those three guys and they make it really hard on other teams because with two guys coming up, um, attacking, you know, the end or one on the interior, and one on the exterior of the uh, offensive line, you may, it makes quarterbacks really antsy and wanting to get rid of the ball very quickly. And, but, to your, you can't get it to your best target because Jalen Ramsey hasn't taken, has that taken away. Um, And so it makes it hard on teams and you have to be patient. You have to be willing to roll your quarterback out, which the Seahawks have shown a willingness to do. Um,
0: So let me ask you this. So when the Cardinals face them, you know, the Cardinals have the the, the interesting offense um, where it's, Run and what shoot. Are, yeah, the run and shoot. Okay. So Which is a, a funny name stuff. because there's there's no running in the run right. and shoot. Well, they've got a lot of stuff going on all, all over the place in all different levels. Yep. And is that the way that you beat the Rams? Is you just kind of Shane Waldron <laughs> this'll be a very interesting matchup for Shane Waldron, you know, because he knows this defense really well. He does. And and conversely, they know our offense really well. And yeah. so it's going to be a very much of a challenge of teams that know each other pretty, pretty well, what they want to do, what they want to try to do philosophically and try to outmaneuver them.
1: So I said run and shoot. I mean, it's not, it is, but it's not. It, technically they, they would say air raid is the, air offense, raid is, but
0: yeah, that's the um, looking there's, at.
1: there's not a, there's not a huge schematic difference between the old run and shoot, which was June Jones and, aid which is Mike leach um, as the you know the the father of those particular schemes but whatever um, but uh yeah I mean and both hailed
0: from the Northwest too love that
1: um, what you what I when I look at all of at, at this is one of the things that Waldron can do is to kind of break tendency a little bit and um, run When he's got the Rams thinking he's going to pass. And, you know, typically I was like, okay, we like to run this set of um, concept, you know, route concepts and instead start him in that direction and then have somebody break off and run a a different route concept because the Rams are going to be keying on certain things because they're going to be like, all right, so this is in our offense when we're at practice, this is what we look for. They just don't have a
0: lot of time to put that in this week. Unless yeah. they've already done it
1: Unless they've already done it uh, and that that's really what it comes down to is if you if you've already if you've already put that in because it was part of your stuff in training camp then you just call those plays um if you haven't already put it in you're probably only going to have one or two plays that you can add during walkthrough um, that are n- completely new
0: because you could use the same sort of play calling against the 49ers too so you really could take advantage of that if you that's four games a year that you could potentially kind of
1: mm-hmm.
0: so any anyway so what are your thoughts like let's let's talk about game time predictions here. So uh, first of all, we're gonna come back with a reaction show I think we decided after the after the game so we're gonna be right alive, after the game Thursday night after the game directly um, putting this thing out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube etc. So look out for that we'll send out links. Um, as we get closer. So talk to me a little bit about some predictions on how this thing is going to go. You start first. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I, I need to stay true to what I said earlier in that I think this is going to be a higher-scoring affair. And, um, you know, that the Rams are a higher-scoring team. They're going to score uh, and can score over 30 points on a decent defense. Do we have a decent defense yet? I'm not even sure, right? We're just Mm -hmm. not quite there yet. I don't even know. So to me, them reaching 30 points is without turnovers coming into play is pretty doable, I think. Now, conversely, can we score 30 points on their defense? That's really what it's going to come down to. I, I think that we can if we play within our scheme and we play some of our best ball of the year because that's what it's going to take. You're you're mm-hmm. facing up probably the best team that we've faced so far this season at home coming off of a win, a nice little momentum builder um within the division. This is kind of one of those games that kind of sets your season up for either struggle or success. And so I think that I'm going I'm going I can't bet against my own team. I just I, I don't know what it is. I just can't do it. I think that the Seahawks are perfectly capable of scoring like 34, 36 points in this game. But it's going to all have to come together. They're going to need a turnover. They're going to need to convert um, like 60 to 65% of their third down conversions. They're going to need to have a big game from Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's going to have to probably end up throwing for about 400 yards in this game, 350 to 400 yards, three touchdowns no turnovers, the running game is going to have to be effective, at least kind of at the tail end of this game where they can kind of run out the clock in, in a couple of drives. Um, so it's, it, it all has to kind of come together for me. So I'm saying 34-31 Seahawks. Wow, okay. Um, yeah. That's, see- that's a huge scoring game. I mean, really, that's just kind of absurd. I, yeah. I, I can't um, even believe that came out of my mouth.
1: The thing is, I, I'm not sure that the Seahawks can put up those kind of points against this defense because if you take their best receiver, DK Metcalf, out of the game because with Jalen Ramsey, and then with Aaron Donald and um, uh, Leonard Floyd, I mean, Leonard Floyd had a, ha, has made a career sacking Russell Wilson. He's not had that many sacks other than in games when he's playing Seattle. Uh, but he just lives in Seattle's backfield. And uh, Aaron Donald lives in every team's backfield. And I just think that what I've seen from Seattle in the last couple of years is they just don't make the the corrections. They don't do it, the little things um, to where you can actually have success uh, against those guys. And they end up letting um, them just do too much and this cause is, too much but, but
0: this is the the entire reason that Shane Waldron was hired is yeah. to face this team in this situation.
1: Um and I'll tell you let me just let me say two words on 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 this. Kyle Fuller
0: right played he played okay against the 49ers I have he, to
1: say. He played okay. That's his best game of the year and he wasn't terrible for the first time. Um,
0: now, he's gonna, now, now he's going to, now he's facing he, the mountain.
1: Now yeah. he's Aaron, Donald, Aaron Donald's going right. to eat him. A- a- Aaron Donald's going to eat him for lunch. I'm um, sure that
0: they've figured out a way to kind of help Kyle Fuller a little bit. Let's not I put it so. all on him, but n- nonetheless, tell me, tell me what you're thinking. I'm just thinking like uh, the, this particular combination has
1: never been good for Russell Wilson in Seattle. He just has a hard time getting going with Donald and, um, Floyd coming at him and he typically gives up a lot of sacks against those two guys. And I just have a hard time seeing Seattle, keeping up because of that. And it's, they should be able to,
0: they should be able to scheme. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, quick, quick ball, you know, getting the the ball, getting the out, ball quick, out, all that kind of stuff. Getting the I ball mean, that's out. That's exactly why Shane Waldron was coming in. I just, i like to jet, see your prediction come true where a lot of just, jet, a lot of jet
1: sweeps away from, yeah. um, Away yeah. from Floyd and you know, getting those guys moving sideways and tiring them out seen that it way. Yet,
0: but I'd like to see it yep. in this game. I mean, yeah. obviously. I just I
1: am. If it wasn't the short week, the you know the Thursday night, I would I'd be a little more uh, a little less that, skeptical. That plays in
0: our favor as well.
1: I don't think it plays in our favor. I think um, I think because you ha- in order to have success here, you've got to break convention. Against what you normally would do. Um, and you don't have time for it. I think if they had a normal week, they could put in a game plan that would be really slick and attack the Rams in ways that are is different than what the Rams are expecting them to do. And they could come out and have some, some, some success early and change it. But with the, the short week right. and the no give, game, give, planning, give me
0: your Doom score, Doom Meister. <laughs>
1: um <laughs> 3427 with Seattle
0: picking up a um garbage time score. Wow. Yes, that is doomy. Um realistic as bad as I have to say that the, that score is it's it is a realistic option that that could happen. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't. I hope I'm right, I hope you're oh, wrong.
1: I absolutely would I I would love to be that wrong live I am, show on
0: Thursday after the game will be a lot more fun if we win yes that so life you wrong
1: that live show on Thursday uh after a win is gonna be a me going "Yay, I was wrong <laughs> it's like cheering and um whatever but um yeah I mean we'll see I mean this this team needs to prove me wrong and I'm I get I'm um I'm a little more pessimistic and more cynical than you are but you know what that's my job i i get to do that because well that's who i am i'm well Let's. i'm see. a cynical
0: sports fan well oh, there we go well you know what we'll, we're going to find out so follow keith on twitter at myers nfl i'm at NW Seahawk. the show is at hawks playbook seahawksplaybook.com has all the shows find us on your favorite podcast app youtube subscribe all that stuff let's go get a win let's go prove keith wrong get a win come back here after the game thursday Talk about it live and uh, we'll have a great show. So until next time. Go go Hawks. Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk, Keith is at Myers NFL, and the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.